Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right, you guys, welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I am so excited to share our guest today who turns what I would say non-sleepers into dreamers. Christina Fabritas is a pediatric sleep specialist, and she helps exhausted parents teach their littles how to sleep independently. Back in 2011, she had her own struggle surrounding her daughter's poor sleep habits and quickly realized that she needed help to find someone that knew more about the situation than she did. And she did find that help and she was able to put a plan in place and that surely made a difference. She and her husband now had more time. They were able to get more sleep themselves. They had more patience and got sick less often and also had way more energy. So now Christina helps other families get those results. And she's been doing this for years and then some. And since 2019 is when she decided to start her own business, Fabulous Sleep Solutions, so that she could share her knowledge with even more people. She is dedicated to helping families develop healthy sleep habits so that they can thrive and stay healthy. She now lives in sunny Arizona with her husband and two sleeping children. Of course, that's the formal introduction, but I have to share the personal introduction because I have had the pleasure of getting to know Christina over the last year or so. Uh, We met at a conference, actually, and I remember her sharing. She actually volunteered for some coaching in front of the entire group, and I very vividly remember sharing some of the obstacles of starting a business and sharing our brilliance and to see where she came from, you know, that very first group coaching session to where she is right now is really, really brilliant. Brilliant. And so, Christina, thank you for being here to join us today. Yes, thank you very much. She is also, you guys, she is also the brand new author of Time to Sleep, A Little Bear. So she is now an author. You can get her book on Amazon. I will be sure to have the link in there too for you guys. But she is always trying to develop like, and that's actually something I want to talk about in today's episode is she's always trying to develop more and more opportunities to provide this work. So it's not just always about the one-on-one coaching. She's got this book, she's coming out with courses. And so it's really amazing to be able to share our knowledge in as many ways as possible. And that's what makes you a perfect candidate to be here on our Hearts Unleashed podcast, because everyone's got a dream or a book in them or a passion and not everybody's unleashing their heart enough to deliver their gift in the world. So I want to start by acknowledging you for doing so, but I'd also love for you to take it from here and share with us, like, how did you go from having, you know, having trouble getting your babe to sleep, then turning around and helping hundreds of people do that? Yeah. So, well, and I appreciate you. Thank you for saying all that, Abigail. Um, definitely, you know, we did struggle. We struggled hardcore for the first like seven to nine months of my daughter's life. And, um, my husband, you know, he had to drive for his job. And so he would often have to pull off on the side of the road to try to catch a couple Z's so that he didn't wreck his car because, you know, it's, exhausting. And if you don't get your sleep, you don't function. So how can you drive a vehicle? Like they literally tell you if you're tired, do not drive, right? Like it's a real thing. People fall asleep at the wheel all the time. And so we just, you know, had to make a change. And 
So that's when I started researching. I did not want to let her cry it out. Like it was just completely against everything that I wanted. And um, so I started researching and finding things and I was looking for something a little more gentle. And so fast forward to now, um, I am actually certified and I'm able to teach other clients how to, I teach clients how to help their children fall asleep independently. And so you might have clients who say, well, I like co-sleeping and that's fine. It works until it doesn't anymore. I'm not against co-sleeping hundred percent. I did it with my own children and I get it. However, to be honest with you, nobody sleeps well when you're co-sleeping. You just don't. Gotcha. Let's be real. So yeah. there will come a time where you're going to have to get your child out of your bed. I mean, eventually, right? <laughs> And, you know, your spouse probably wants to have you back. So, uh, yeah, so that's what I help people do. And um, we can, it depends on the age of the child. I work with children all the way um, through till about 12 years old. And usually if they're younger than 18 months, we can do it in two weeks. And if they're a little bit older, then we would usually take three weeks. Mm, Very cool. How do parents come to you? Not how do they find you, but what state are they in when they find you and start to work with you? You know, I've actually worked with clients in the UK, so I can work with and all over the place. My business is virtual, so as long as I can take payment from them, I can work with anyone anywhere. Yeah, I imagine like the way of being that they have like you know, they're not getting rest. They're probably burnt out. They're probably confused. And I think you had said to me, maybe it was yesterday when we were talking about like the cause is lack of sleep, but like saying, oh, my baby's colicky. Oh, they have gas. Oh, there's this. Oh, there's that. And they're treating symptoms, but they're not treating the source. And so I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Yes. So I work with a lot of mamas who have newborns. So and I just want to state that we don't sleep train until baby is about three and a half, four months old. So but I do work with people who have newborns because we can initially from the get go, we can instill healthy sleep habits so that we can breeze through that um, only true sleep regression, which is at four months. Mm. So, but what happens in the first newborn stages is that people will say, oh, my baby has gas or, oh, they have colic and the doctors don't know how to really diagnose them. But really at the end of the day, it's their sleep troubles because if they're not sleeping the appropriate amount of time in a day, then they cry Mm. and they're fussy. Well, you know how you feel when you don't get enough sleep mm. and you're exhausted. A baby cannot communicate that. They cannot tell you how they're feeling. Their form of communication is to cry. And that's all they know how to do. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we can get them on a good routine or good schedule as best as we can with those healthy instilling those healthy sleep habits. And then the stomach is like a second brain. So once the sleep and the stomach are situated, Mm. it's a breeze. Yeah, yeah. And so particularly around like the crying, like I, you know, it's very common to hear a mom or or a parent say, oh, that's their hungry cry. Oh, that's their dirty diaper cry. Oh, that, you know. So how can we identify if our baby's not getting the right sleep? Yeah, 
So, and that takes time to figure out what cry is, what cry, right? I mean, as a new mom, you don't really have a clue what you're doing. And so, you know, checking their diaper and making sure that their diaper is clean and making sure that they've been fed, making sure they have a good latch when they're nursing, or you can tell in the bottle how much they're taking in. Is the doctor concerned about their weight at all? Are they gaining weight at a regular rate? Um, So we look at all of those different factors Mm. and then um, are they spitting up often? Are we following the eat, play, sleep guideline and routine? Because what happens is a lot of times moms will nurse their child or bottle feed their child and rock them to sleep. And then they complain that they're waking up because their tummy is upset. Well, think about it. If you eat and then go lay down or you just chugged a bottle of milk and go lay down, (laughs) chances are your stomach's going to be upset. And so you're going to burp and spit up and you're going to have gas and it's not going to feel good. Mm-hmm. And so what I try to instill in my clients is that if you're, when your baby wakes up in about 10 minutes, feed them because that will also help to disassociate waking up with immediately eating. Because when they wake up in the night, we don't want them to think, oh, I'm up, I need to eat right away. Mm. Eventually we want them to start sleeping waking up and falling back asleep on their own. Mm-hmm. And so we wait that 10 minutes, then give them a feed, then play with them for a few minutes and then put them back to sleep after they've had a length of time to eat. I kind of feel like I'm in class. This is cool. Cause I'm like, oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like eat, play, sleep. Okay, okay. I'm thinking about this for myself too, which um, I don't want to transition too fast, but you also sleep train adults. Can you tell? give us a little teaser on that? Yes, that is coming. Uh, I will be officially certified, hopefully within the next three months or so. But the the issue is that people who don't take the time to train their children and get their children sleeping well, um, like I just literally today had a mom come to me who her three-year-old, she said, I have never had a full night of sleep. My three-year-old wakes up multiple times in the night and someone referred me to talk to you. And so had this mom not reached out to me, she's just going to continue down the same path forever. Mm -hmm. I have another mom whose daughter is the same age as my daughter. She's 10 and she still has to lay with her to get her to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So when we don't fix the issue at hand, Mm -hmm. it never gets better. And that child will grow up as an adult and have sleep sleeping problems or sleeping disorders and turn to medications and all kinds of things and Mm. dependencies. And so that's now why I'm going to get certified as an adult certification or adult sleep specialist so that I can help adults as well. Yeah. And so what, you know, for our people who are listening in, I can just imagine that there's a few people hanging on every word, like, tell me more, tell me more. What would be your like top three tips for sleeping independently? top three tips to have our parents getting our babies sleeping independently? The first tip that I would give is sunlight. And, you know, a lot of people will turn to melatonin Mm. and our body will actually produce the amount of melatonin that we need Mm -hmm. on its own without any interference from medications. And so a couple of ways you can do that is, you know, going out into the sunlight for 15 minutes a day, whether it's just a quick walk or sitting outside, enjoying some of the, you know, weather, taking them into, you know, for a stroller ride or whatever it is, get them out in the sun. 
or another idea would be um, Epsom salt in the bath and letting them soak for 15 minutes in the bathtub and uh, before bedtime. So for instance, my family, I have a seven and a 10 year old, we close up all the blinds at 430 Mm-hmm. And um, we start turning lights off and things like that to help produce natural melatonin. They take their bath, they soak for 15 minutes, they wash for five, and then they get out, they put on their lotion, they put on their jammies. And that signals the brain to say, okay, this is time to start lowering, like get into that groove of sleep. And um you know, and then we have dinner and then we have our bedtime routine. And then half hour later, they go to bed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lights out, earlier bedtime is always best. So I would say a seven to seven. So 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And people will always laugh at me and say, there's no way my kid is going to go to bed at seven o'clock. They are running around the house in their underwear with their tongue sticking out and making silly faces at me. There's no way I can catch my kid to get to bed that early. Yeah. But that's the thing. Between four to six is the witching hour, four to 6 p.m. And so that's when kids start acting cuckoo crazy. Like they are ready for bed at that time. Mm. And so especially if they're school-aged, they are exhausted. They are overstimulated. They need to get to bed. My children wake up at 6.30 in the morning for school. So they're in bed at 6.30 in the evening Mm. and they go to sleep at 6.30, like they are out. Uh And so if you can get your kids on an earlier schedule, it may take some tweaking, it takes some sacrifice, but at the end of the day, it's what's most important for your family. I see. That's a really interesting perspective because you're right about... um, First off, I could hear people like, yeah, right, lady, (laughs) right? Like, no way, (laughs) right? Like bed at six. And I would imagine particularly children in their formative years, how important that could potentially be. But I would also imagine that there's a lot of parents with a lot of objections to that. Like, oh, but I'm out or I got things to do. I got places to be and the kids are coming with and I, there's no way. Like, what do you usually run into with clients? Like, how do you work through some of those objections? Yeah, absolutely. So I have clients tell me they don't get home till from work until six o'clock and then they have to make dinner and this and that. And so I do try to help them think outside of the box. Okay, well, can we call in a meal service delivery place that it's pre-made for you for a couple of weeks until we get adjusted? Um, Can you go on Pinterest and look at freezer meals where you do freezer cooking? You spend one day of the month preparing for four to six hours freezer meals for the whole month. Mm -hmm. And then you just literally pull them out of the freezer the night before and you heat them up when you get home. Mm -hmm. And it literally takes maybe five minutes to prepare your dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, just helping them really to think outside of the box. And then when they get home, instead of having screen time, that's another big tip. Mm -hmm. Screen times should be done two hours before bedtime Mm -hmm. in order to help that because Screens are like cocaine for a child's brain. They overstimulate. And so for anyone who who is listening today, you can test this on your own children. Mm. Sit them in front of a screen for an hour, even 30 minutes. Sit them on the screen and then watch their behavior when they come off that screen. Mm. They will run around your home like wild monkeys. Mm. They will fight. They will just act crazy. Mm. And it's just because that 
is the release in their brain. It's like cocaine. Well, yeah, it's, you know, the dopamine, the serotonin, and it's like, you know, I think we're that way. And it's not like we're any more developed as adults. I would say that much either, but um, it's really interesting to me because in my head, like I don't even have children yet, but I'm already imagining how to like imagine my schedule. And then I thought though, I was like, well, that's pretty cool because how many parents feel like they lose their relationship when they start having kids because they're chasing kids around, of course. But if we're putting our kids to bed at between four and six, then there's like a whole, it's for an adult, there's a whole nother day in there. You know, there's a whole evening of maybe dinner together. Like maybe kids have a different meal time or, um, and then you could work on something or you could watch your show with your husband or you can, you know, there, I could just imagine, um, or wife or, you know, that, this opens new things up. What do you have to share about that idea? Like the after bedtime hours? Oh, absolutely. And so four to six would be the winding down time. The bedtime would be anywhere, but for, it depends on how the age of the child, but anywhere between 5.30 and 7 p.m. So for instance, my husband and I weren't even putting my daughter down till 8.30, 9 o'clock at night every night. And once we started putting her down at seven, it was like, holy cow, we have all this time together. We go to bed at 9.30. So we have a good two and a half hours to get things done, have a life. One of us could go out. We could put her down and have someone else come and stay. So we could go out. We could have date nights. Like a whole new world was opened up for us. And that's what happens with my clients. They come to me and they say, my husband and I don't have any time together. We're just we're always arguing. There's constant bickering. There's no patience for anyone anywhere. I'm angry at my child because I don't get any sleep. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, once we get them sleeping better and earlier, then I have a lot of moms. I also have a call center. Fabcoindustries.biz is the website for that. But we get these children sleeping and then the moms are like, hey, I want to work from home and bring in an income but I need to work around my child's schedule. Mm. And so that works out great because now they can take customer service phone calls on the phone while their kid's sleeping. Yeah. And, you know, they can find a different avenue to bring money in. Yeah. And, um, you know, they just, they have all this time and then they get to go to bed at a reasonable hour and not feel guilty and have to stay up all night and be a night owl. Right. Because their kid went to bed so much later. Yeah. You know, I do want to say as a child, you know, my parents have said to me, well, you went to bed later and there was never any issues. I get that a lot. I get that from grandparents a lot. And the grandparents push back a lot. And they'll say, because when I have clients that go to their parents who are helping and they'll say, what is a seven o'clock? You're not going to have any time with your kid after they get home from school. To be honest with you, a child only needs about 10 minutes of your undivided attention. Mm. And undivided, that doesn't mean you're playing on the phone with them. That means put your devices away mm. and spend 10 minutes of one-on-one -on -one eye contact time with your child when you get home. And that is all they need. Yeah. And you'll have the weekends and you'll have other time that you can fit it in there. Vacation times, things like that. But at the end of the day, that's really all they need. But going back to me as a child, I didn't go to sleep until 8.30, 9.30 at night every night. I ended up being obese for the majority of my life. I was always tired. I had a hard time in school. I failed everything. It was a horrible childhood. I didn't even want to go to college because I didn't think I could do it. 
And looking back at all of that now, I understand and I know that all of that was linked to sleep deprivation. Mm. I remember my father coming and trying to pull me out of bed every morning because I was exhausted and I wasn't ready to wake up. Mm. I didn't get enough sleep every day. They had to wake me up every day to go to school. Mm-hmm. And so looking back at that and thinking about all these people who are having trouble with their children sleeping and then pushing back and it's like, I know you want to live your life, but right now this is the most important thing and you can still live your life. You just have to make some tweaks along the way. Yeah. So, you know, and making tweaks could just mean, yeah, you still get to go to that cookout or that party, but you take two separate cars and you trade off next time one of you leaves early with the children to take mm-hmm. them home and put them to bed or you get a babysitter or, you know, you have to just figure it out and you will. But you have to first say, yes, I'm going to make this a priority. Yeah, I really appreciate that because um, slightly unrelated, but I remember watching this video about two adults. It was a couple who also went to bed by 8 p.m. Like they were in bed by seven, were sleeping by eight every day and and how much they were receiving like a lot of criticism about that. Like, you know, oh, you don't live your life or blah, blah, blah. You're missing out. And and that you know, by their definition, they certainly weren't, right? And it wasn't so much about getting up at, you know, three, four, five a.m. either, but it was about being well-rested and like full for the day. And it's just like, I can only imagine how many of us don't even know we are not sleep trained, you know? And like you said, the adult uh, byproducts of that, whether that be directly sleep issues or productivity issues or focus or anxiety uh, ADHD, like all these different things that could potentially be results of lack of sleep. You bring up a great point there because that's a huge, huge issue in the world today is that people are being misdiagnosed with ADHD and ADD because sleep deprivation has the same look on it as those type of things. And so people are being misdiagnosed all the time. In reality, it's just that your child has a sleep debt. Yeah. I definitely like my energy is at night. I would identify as a night owl, but that does not make me any less any sleep deprived is not the thing. Like I, I had organized myself to not take calls before, you know, 10 AM and to be able to sleep into the morning or take naps during the day. Like I like to call it mad scientist. There's, you know, times that I'm going to bed at eight or 7 PM, or there's times I'm going at at 10 and midnight. And then 2 and 3 a.m. It's just like seasons and and creative inspiration. But I really have identified the importance of sleep and that like if anything's falling apart, my first answer is either sleep or water. (laughs) And so I really can appreciate that because also the misdiagnoses is so often, you know, how it can like I, I agree with modern medicine that there are that it is a great bridge sometimes. It is a great scaffolding for people who might need that. But if we're not looking at those uh, holistic and natural solutions too, that we might be really missing out on finding true balance instead of relying on medication long-term, which uh, I feel can have a, a pretty negative impact as well. Oh, absolutely. And then also food. You know, I mentioned earlier that your stomach is like a second brain. So we were looking at getting my son tested 
a couple of years ago for ADHD himself and his sleep was fine. However, the way that he behaved, it was not okay. Mm -hmm. And so, and then he was also getting back-to-back ear infections and horrible things were happening. And so we ended up, um, like he would get an ear infection before he was even done with his antibiotic. Mm. Well, we took him to a chiropractor as a last resort before we got tubes in his ears. And the chiropractor said to me, have you looked into gluten and dairy? Mm. I said, no, what would that? She said, oh, you would be surprised. So I started researching. I talked to my health coach and believe it or not, we have taken him off gluten and dairy for the last two years and he's not had one ear infection. Mm. And we were working with his principal at the school to get him tested for ADHD. And the principal, we didn't say anything to her and we just kind of halted she came to me last year and she said, what have you done differently with your son? Did you medicate him? Mm. And I said, no, why? She said, he is a completely different kid from when I first met him and we were going to get him tested. I just didn't know what you ended up doing. And I said, I took him off gluten and dairy and his personality has completely changed. Yeah. And I would recommend to anybody that's listening right now, if that sounds like your child and it's something that you want to look into, to look into, uh, there's a website called unblindyourmind.org, I believe it's called. It's a scientist who went through the exact same thing with her son or her daughter. I'm not sure if it was boy or girl, but anyway, her child was in the same boat and she changed the child's diet and never had to medicate her child. Yeah, I love that. And I could fall down a rabbit hole around societal yeah. norms and such, but, you know, sleep and and behavior, even productivity and then diet is just, we are not necessarily set up for success. We live in a business industry, yes. not a world or humanity. And so it's like, there are so many things that are just not good for us that are sold on shelves or sold as marketing that, you know, and exhaustion culture, right? Like that exhaustion would be considered a status symbol. Like I'm working so hard. Look at me, right? Like I could really go on that tangent, but I think it's important because it's like, oh, bed by 7 and 8 p.m.? Like, there's no way. And it's because we've conditioned ourselves that we should be out till 10 and 11 p.m. Because, like, I don't know about everybody, because I know everyone listens from different, um, you know, we have 70, 80 countries that are listening to this podcast. But, for, you know, I'm talking specifically from the Midwest, being a Midwesterner. You're inside all winter. There's six months of darkness, essentially, or cold. And then we want to be out for the three to four months of great weather when the sun is up till 10, when really just because the sun is up doesn't mean bedtime has to actually change. And I think that that's really important. And I'm sure you do a lot of coaching around the sun. What do you, what do you have to say about that? Yeah. So, um, I would recommend, you know, definitely putting blackout curtains or shades. You can go to If you're here in the U.S., we have Home Depot and Lowe's or Walmart or even Amazon. There is like a four or five dollar paper blackout shade that you can get to put in the window and it completely blocks out all sun. If you don't have that, you can certainly use a black trash bag or a piece of foil when you go on vacation. Just bring black trash bags with you to cover, you know, the windows just to trash bags in your suitcase and you're Mm. good to go. So that's a big, big deal is having your room as dark as possible. Mm. That's for all of us, not just children. It's for all of us. We sleep best when the room is pitch black, dark, Mm. 
and when the temperature is between 68 and 72 degrees. Oh, noted, noted. Yeah. I like those temperatures. When it's under 68 for me, I'm like, <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I need to be warmer. <laughs> so but it's okay to have those blankets. Snuggle yeah, up. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, that's, I don't know about you, but like when it's cold outside the blankets is when I want to sleep in because I don't want to get out and be chilly in the first thing in the morning. (laughs) Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving this content. I'm loving, like, thank you for sharing this information because it's just, it's not a mainstream conversation is what I really want to say. And I love Hearts Unleashed bringing obscure conversation to the mainstream like that we would be talking about this and normalizing it and hopefully you know awakening people to what what their habits are that aren't actually serving them i'm sure we all have a commitment to being healthy like that's what we say we want but our behaviors that have literally been instilled in us instilled in us since birth do not align with our actual desires or commitments and so thank you for sharing this and and for being here and for the work that you do and if someone wanted to connect with you or follow what you're up to and get more of your content, where can we find you? Absolutely. And thank you for having me. You can connect with me on Facebook at Christina Fabritas. I do a lot of content on my personal page there. I also have a business page, Fabulous Sleep Solutions, uh, Instagram, Fabulous Sleep Solutions, my website, fabulousleepsolutions.com. If you'd like to book a call and chat, I do offer an initial call at no charge to discuss your situation and see if we're a good fit to work together. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can do that right uh, at www.fabulousleepsolutions.com and click on that get sleep now button and uh, just book your call there. I do ask that if you have a spouse or significant other that you book the call at the time when you can both be available because a lot of times the spouses don't really know how each other are feeling until they start talking to me and then the waterworks come and then it's like, okay, you're being real with me, right? But it's hard to communicate with one another. And so I like to have everybody together um, to discuss everything. And then, um, yeah, just, I would love to help as many people as I can. Oh, and then the book you can buy on amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love what you just said about your your sample session, your discovery call being both parents because, you know, I work with a lot of people, you know, one or the other is more interested in a solution or working together than another sometimes. And uh, not not always, but it's really great to have that breakthrough and get parents on the same page, particularly with a topic like this. And um, so thank you for the way that you offer that work that way. And guys, definitely check out her new book, Time to Sleep a Little Bear. Maybe it will be a perfect seven o'clock bedtime book. <laughs> Available on amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. So be sure to check that out and head over to her website. You guys, you can head to heartsunleashed.com where you will find her blog post and we will make sure we have all the links in the show notes so that you can easy access, make sure that we're spelling everything correct and all of that fun stuff. So uh, I also need to say it's 111 PST. So that is a vibe check. What a great place to wrap up. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for bringing your vibe, your frequency and uh, the possibility of our babies sleeping full nights. Yes, thank you so much. And it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And thank you, Hearts. Thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. We love you. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.